Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on a rather wet and windy Tuesday, July the 6th. And we're going to start today with more reaction to the decision to ease all COVID restrictions in England on July the 19th. Boris Johnson made the announcement yesterday evening, but warned the pandemic is far from over. I don't want people to feel that this is, uh, as it were, the moment to get uh, demob happy. This is the end of the uh, of COVID. It is very far uh, from the end of uh, of dealing with this virus. We've also heard today that if you've had two COVID vaccine jabs, you won't have to isolate if you come into contact with someone who tests positive from August the 16th. Now, one of the issues getting everyone talking today is the wearing of face masks. It won't be compulsory anymore, but we're being urged to be sensible and do what we feel comfortable with. However, some unions aren't happy and say we should still have to wear them on places like public transport. Professor Martin Michaelis is a virologist at the Uni of Kent. He's been speaking to Christine from our colleagues at KMTV. I will will continue to wear a face mask when I'm in close vicinity to other people in crowded spaces where ventilation is poor, then it is very prudent. Um, The the COVID-19 is not over, it's not going away. And actually, when you listen to government or listen to Boris Johnson, that's what he says. It it all depends in the end on us and our behaviour anyway. So if we don't want to have uh, uh, future big waves, uh, it's very prudent to still be care- careful. In places like China, they've been wearing masks on public transport for ages. Do you think that is something that will continue? Oh, yeah, could you see it in, in, in many places in Asia. When people have a cold, they wear a mask. Yeah, they, they come to Europe and they're very surprised that people are coughing and sneezing and they don't wear masks. And probably that's a good thing. Obviously, many Asian countries have have done very well with COVID-19. And it is very, it, it's very easy to see once, once you are there, once you have made the experience that, that masks can help to reduce the spread of all sorts of viruses that are transmitted via the air. So, so I think that could be a change and it could be a change for good and a really positive change. So what do you think then? We've been asking shoppers in Medway. I think I will, yeah, probably in public areas or like public transport and places that are really busy um, to protect, not necessarily myself, but I live with older relatives, so I think I'll wear the mask and protect them. Yeah, I think so. Just like um, my friend just said that my li- I have older relatives, so I want to look after them more so myself and just keep the risk a little bit lower for everyone else. I will be still wearing a mask because obviously we can still get it but and we can pass it on even if we have the vaccine or even if we're young and we don't feel the effects. You can obviously pass it on to an older person. No, I won't wear my mask. I don't like wearing it now, but no, I won't wear it. Not at all. Yeah, I think I'll wear it on public transport just because it feels like that's where we can all do a bit to help each other out, including for people who are vulnerable. Um, I think I'll probably wear it in shops as well. Uh, I, I probably will in like heavily built-up areas of public transport, but I think whilst we're walking around outside and there's lots of fresh air going, I probably probably won't. I, it is quite stuffy wearing a mask. I definitely will. I just think it's to protect everybody. We're not out the woods yet. We don't know how it's going to go. I think it's responsible. 
and um, as a nurse I wear a mask every day anyway but I think yes it's the right thing to do. You can also have a say by leaving a comment on our socials. The announcement on the easing of restrictions comes despite cases in Kent increasing by 120% over the past week. Canterbury is currently the worst hit district with 267 cases per 100,000 people. That follows an outbreak at the Uni of Kent campus in the city. However, the number of deaths in Kent remain low with six since the beginning of May. Currently, 11 people are in hospital in the county with COVID. Today, the Education Secretary has confirmed bubbles in schools will be scrapped. They were brought in to try and reduce the spread of COVID, but have seen entire year groups or classes have to isolate if there's a positive case. Here's what Gavin Williamson had to say in the Commons earlier. This will balance the need to keep children safe at the same time as allowing them to get the education that they deserve and need. And we've been getting reaction from the man who heads up the Kent Association of Head Teachers. Here's Alan Brooks. I think the changes that he has announced this afternoon would make perfect sense in, in a world where cases were dwindling to almost nothing and COVID had more or less disappeared. They seem very strange in a situation where cases are in fact soaring at the moment, particularly amongst young people and school children. And how disruptive has the bubble system been for teachers and pupils, especially over the last few months? Well, the bubble system itself is, is disruptive. It is difficult. We are all looking forward to a time when, when we can not worry about these things anymore. But anything that was announced this afternoon is, if anything, going to make it much more likely that children are going to catch COVID. And if, if that's what the government position is, that the rest of us are vaccinated and that's fine, well, you know, that is a point of view. Um, but certainly the removal of masks, the removal of staggered start times, the removal of bubbles, the removal of isolation, all of these things combined are going to make it much more likely that infections will spread through schools if we come back in September to the same sorts of case numbers as we have currently and predicted to increase. Again, you can have your say by commenting on our socials. We'd also like to know today what you think about table service in pubs and bars. Would you still like it to continue? You can answer the daily question on our Facebook and Twitter. Kent Online News. Other top stories today, and a mum and daughter who were conned out of their life savings say what happened will live with them forever. Rosie Gruel from Rochester Crescent in Who is now out of prison after taking £148,000 from her victims. The 45-year-old's been told she only needs to repay a pound after investigators failed to find any assets. Patricia and Cassia Makusevich from Longfield have been speaking about how it's affected them. At the end of the day, we just wanted her... her to pay it back and do what was right really but yeah. these saying she hasn't got it to be honest i think she's hidden it well yeah she's no. she's got it but the private investigator said she was a serial fraudster she knew what she was doing got a sixty thousand pound mortgage which is due in two and a half years so of course the um the banker sort of got in touch and said if you haven't got this, this amount of money to pay off in two and a half years, contact us now. I've just had to arrange, literally, the last few days, I've had to arrange a lifetime mortgage. 10, 11 years ago, this was unheard of. There wasn't any news of this. This scamming wasn't right. No. The flags weren't raised. Now, if it happened, we're watching and hearing all of this, we'd yeah. probably be a lot more cautious. 
I just wish her face could be plastered everywhere with banners saying, avoid this woman at Beware all costs. I know it's cliche, you don't wish it on anyone, but you do think, why us? Mm. What, what did I do wrong to be so stupid? It's so profound that it will affect us for the rest of our yeah. lives. My trust is just nothing mm. at the moment. And it's, it's not fair on other people. A fundraiser has been set up online to try and help the pair. A devil-worshipping teenager has been found guilty of murdering two sisters in North London. 19-year-old Daniel Hussein stabbed Biba Henry and Nicole Smallman in Wembley last June. A jury heard he'd made a bizarre pact with Satan and would have gone on to kill more victims. The sisters' parents live in Ramsgate and their mother Mina has spoken outside the Old Bailey. Can I thank all my family and all my church family for holding us all up in prayer? This is an unbelievable day for us, but it's the first and there are two more battles to go. But today we remember our girls as the wonderful, strong women they were. And we hope that some good will come out of this horrible story. Thank you. Two bin men have been sacked after being filmed fighting in Chatham. You can see the footage at Kent Online or on our socials. One worker in high-vis ends up being knocked to the floor unconscious. They got into a brawl with members of the public at the junction of the High Street and Military Road not far from the Pentagon. Medway Norse have confirmed the men have been dismissed and they're helping police with inquiries. A man's been arrested after someone was reportedly seen with a weapon near Maidstone. Armed police were called to a house on Bluebell Way in Allington last night. Three people have been taken to hospital after a fight in High. Police and paramedics were called to Bank Street early this morning. There was another disturbance there yesterday. Mint lorries in Canterbury have been fitted with cameras to help deal with problems that disrupt collections. The council have spent £6 million on a new fleet of trucks and say the footage would identify streets with things like parking obstructions. They insist the CCTV won't be used to spy on workers. Temporary accommodation for homeless people could be built on a car park in Ashford. The council's in favour of 23 properties on the Henwood estate, which isn't used that much. There'll be a consultation before it happens. Kent Online reports. Now, we're being urged to donate things like shampoo and toothpaste as it's revealed more families in Kent are struggling with hygiene poverty. Charity groups say they've seen an increase in demand during the pandemic, with some people resorting to using washing up liquid to clean themselves. Liberty Jones set up Thanet's first hygiene bank in 2018 and has been speaking to Jamie for the Kent Online podcast as part of National Hygiene Week. I've worked with the local council to get more out definitely during... The first lockdown, there was um, extra food banks opened. The hygiene bank has actually really grown down here since then because I think uh, more people have become aware of it. Well, what are some of the most in-demand products uh, at, at the moment from the hygiene bank, would you say? So what I would consider the real basics are what people all need, like shower gel, shampoo, toothpaste, um, deodorant are the main ones just things you know that you and i would probably take for granted and just use without thinking that we'd never have access to them i'm partnered with about 15 community partners at the moment so that's from we've got a few primary schools shelters refuges four or five 
food banks now, which is amazing because they reach so many people. So, so yeah, so I collect the items and then I would give them to the community partners and then they distribute how they see fit. Sure. And, and from the conversations that you've had uh, with charities and bits and pieces, do you think that there's almost uh, a slight embarrassment? Some people feel uncomfortable in reaching out for certain products like that. And how do you think that we can get around that if people need to use them? Yeah, there definitely is. Like Hygiene poverty is hidden. So long before people go to a food bank and ask for food, they cut out these hygiene items you know like if you're choosing between eating and washing your hair you've cut out shampoo weeks ago so and it's also easily not easily hidden but it can be hidden like you know sanitary items girls you know stay home or don't go to school or miss miss out on college so you know you can hide it and there is that sense of embarrassment or like people you know if you haven't got been able to shower or haven't got any deodorant and stuff you know you you back away and and you exclude yourself from that because of the embarrassment I think. This is our most read story today a herd of elephants are going to be leaving a wild animal park in Kent for a new life in Africa. The group of 13 from Howlett's is the biggest in the UK and will be transported to a site in Kenya. It's part of a conservation project by the Aspinall Foundation which recently sent a gorilla from Howlett's to the Congo. Organisers of the Leeds Castle concert say they're worried people will still turn up this weekend not realising it's been moved to September. They've contacted ticket holders but say many don't appear to have opened the email and they're getting calls on a daily basis checking if it's still going ahead. It's thought large events like the football and tennis have confused people about social distancing. And the Folkestone World Naked Bike Ride is going to be back this summer. Hundreds of cyclists from across the UK normally head to the coast for the event. It had to be cancelled last year because of the pandemic but will now take place on July the 31st. Kent Online Sport. Tennis, and we're still waiting to find out exactly why Kent's Emma Rajikanu had to retire from her last 16 tie at Wimbledon. She was one set and three love down when she went off court one last night. The 18-year-old from Bromley appeared to be having trouble breathing. Her opponent, Alia Tomljanovic, has a lot of sympathy. I can imagine how she must be feeling having to pull out because being down 6-4-3 love, it's it, you, you can come back from that quickly, you know, especially on grass, so... It's really sad that she had to do that, and I do feel sorry. Cricket and Kent Sack Crawley has been called into a new-look England squad for the one-day series against Pakistan. It's because the original team, including county teammate Sam Billings, are having to isolate after three players and four management staff tested positive for COVID. Tickets to see England's Euro 2020 semi-final on the large screen at Folkestone Harbour Arm have sold out in just 45 seconds. Gareth Southgate's side take on Denmark at Wembley tomorrow night. And Faversham based Shepherd Name has been named as the official beer supplier for the Open Golf Championship. Up to 32,000 fans are going to be allowed into Royal St George's in Sandwich each day of the event when it gets underway next week. But that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.